It is difficult for me to talk about. Uh, but I do it because I made a pledge 15 years ago. 15 years ago. I made a pledge 15 years ago that um, I would never forget this day. And uh, But it's still something that's not easy for me to talk about. It was 12.46 in the morning on March the 22nd. Um, I, I will never forget this day. I mean, it, it impacted me uh, significantly. Um, and it's a day I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And I know when I speak and I say myself, uh, it, it, it impacted many, many others as well. Um, I was home, I was asleep, and the phone rang, and I was told that a deputy uh, had been shot in the East Mountains and that he was being transported to the hospital. And so I quickly got up and um, and I got dressed and jumped in my uh, into my police cruiser and I started driving very, very fast uh, to UNMH. And I remember I got to the big eye and they called me back and said, um, no, uh, don't go to the hospital. Uh, the, the, the deputy had not been transported. And I knew at that moment that um, that, that wasn't good uh, because I was told that the deputy was shot and that he was um, in serious condition. And so um, being at that I had done a long time, I knew that um, it wasn't good. And, and I drove up to the mountains as fast as I could. Uh, it wasn't far off of Interstate, uh, uh, Interstate 40, off of the T. Harris exit. And that's where I was told that Deputy, Deputy James McGrain uh, was conducting a traffic stop he pulled over a vehicle around 2.46 in the morning. And um, he was shot by a coward who was wanted. He was on the run. He was on the lam. And I will tell you this, that um, he was shot when I say a coward. Uh, the person who shot him was a coward because Deputy McGrain was doing what he always does. Um, he was out doing a traffic stop. And he... Uh, he, he called out with the license plate. And we know based on the scene that um, he never had a chance. Um, he was killed, uh, we believe, as he approached the driver's side window. Uh, his service weapon still secured in his holster. Um, he was just executed. That's all. He was just executed. And um, I had to do something that I never did before. And I hope and pray that um, I never have to do again. But I had to go to his family's house. I went to his wife's house, and then I went to his mom and dad's house. And I had to tell them um, that their beloved husband and son was no longer with us. That he was killed in the line of duty. And I, I did, it, you know, you say, well, how, if I had never done it before, what do you say? Um, they don't train you. There's no training for a law enforcement administrator. You know, you just speak from your heart. Uh, many of you know Mr. and Mrs. McGrain now because they've been so involved in the community. Um, they do, um, they, you know, their work uh, with officer survival training each year is just amazing. Um, 
just just absolutely amazing and um and i'll never forget the day also because as hard as it was there were you know we were crying um you know uh, the tears were obviously flowing but i'll never forget uh you're there to try to lend as much support as you can uh there are so many questions that families have very little very few answers um you know, I remember that Mrs. McGrain, uh, and I was sitting next to her, and um, and I remember she stopped, and she just said to me that um, she wanted us to be strong. Um, that she knew that the deputies that Jimmy had worked with um, were going to be brokenhearted. I remember this is the mother of the of this deputy who was just told that her son was killed in the line of duty. And she was telling me as she was holding my hand that she wanted the deputies to be strong and, and not to worry about them, that they would be okay. And she wanted them to know that she was praying for them. And obviously she wanted the person uh, that took her son's life, she wanted him to be captured. And it just struck me as I was there, I felt as someone who was there to, to provide obviously to inform the family but is provide as much comfort as you can in such a difficult situation but here i am with this amazing woman and and this amazing man in mr and mrs mcgrain and they're telling each of us to be strong and uh that they loved us and um and i i said i i literally walked outside after we were done and and there were a couple of other officers and we had officers stay with them deputies stay with them and I remember telling uh, a couple of the of, of the folks that I was with that that is an amazing family, um, you know, very religious, uh, very spiritual, deep seated spiritual beliefs, um, and and they were providing us comfort and strength, and wanting us to know that they loved us, and that they wanted us to be strong, and that Jimmy would want them to be strong and to do their job and find that person who is responsible. I'll never forget that. And so I share this with you because I said to them that we would we would never forget Jimmy, ever. We will never forget him and his sacrifice and the fact that he gave his last breath to keep us safe. And so on this day, uh, I, I do it every single March 22nd. Um, I either post something on social media, and in this case, with this platform that I have, um, I will use it as a means to remember his life and celebrate what he meant to law enforcement and all of the deputies and all the officers that wear the badge. So, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that. I mean, there's so many things about that case, uh, but for the, for the start of it, I just wanted to let you know that uh, this was the day 15 years ago that Jimmy McGrain was killed. And we remember him, and we love him, and we miss him. And, and our hearts are with his, his his mom and dad, his family, his loved ones, and his friends. The one thing, I, I when I think back about that case, um, you know, and the twists and the turns, obviously, uh, we didn't know uh, uh, Deputy McGrain had called out with a, uh, with a license plate. And it actually, um, it came back to an address, and we went there, as you can imagine. And the man that owned that vehicle had sold it uh, to a car dealership. Um, and so we went to the car dealership and found out 
who had purchased that vehicle from them. And they just, they had never switched the plates out. They had never changed the registration out. But we quickly learned uh, who the suspect was. Uh, and, and when we ran his name, uh, it was clear that he was wanted already for murder, for an Albuquerque murder that had taken place about four months earlier. Uh, and so then the manhunt was on. And, um, you know, it took over a week. It took a couple of weeks almost to track him down. And, and I think about that coordinated effort uh, trying to find him and, and the cooperation. We talk a lot about uh, relying on our federal partners. And there were so many law enforcement agencies involved uh, with that manhunt. And, and, and uh, it comes to mind the, the partnership that we had um, with the FBI, uh, even the DEA and, and ATF, all of them that were involved. And, um, and it was incredible teamwork that led to ultimately arresting uh, the suspect and now the convicted killer in Mexico. Um, and I have been involved in a lot of criminal investigations uh, in my life. And, um, you know, that to me, it will stick out as one of the, uh, the just the, at the very, very top of what, it, what you can do uh, when law enforcement agencies all work together. And let me also point out that Deputy McGrain uh, was also a New Mexico State Police officer. Uh, and so they, they were there day one. Uh, the state police was there, uh, and and I want I also mentioned that uh, prior to becoming a police officer, uh, Deputy McGrain was also a um, he worked for the Postal Service, he worked at the post office, and I can't tell you how many people even today, occasionally when I go to the post office, will bring up uh, Deputy McGrain and, and and what he meant to them, uh, but but that investigation is a clear indication of what law enforcement is capable of when they work together. Uh, it really highlights how important it is. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, all murders matter. They do. And, and I'll be the first to tell you. And I got, you know, I got criticism at the time because of all the, um, the resources that we were expending uh, to try to capture uh, Jimmy's killer. And I make no mistakes about it, and I won't apologize. You know, first of all, this person was already wanted for murder. Uh, he was a known gang member. Uh, and now he was wanted for the murder of a police officer. And if you don't think that that's important uh, to get somebody like him off the streets, then I will never be able to explain to you why it is. Uh, this is a, a cold-blooded killer. And let me point out, coward. I mean, he's a coward. Um, you know, De Deputy McGrain never had a chance. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I won't make, I'll ne I never would have <laughs> even thought about apologizing. That was somebody that uh, left out on the street, he would have killed again. Um, and, and so we, we did utilize all the, the resources that we could. Uh, which included calling as many law enforcement agencies as possible uh, to help us. And I, I will forever be grateful uh, to, the, to our law enforcement partners at APD and the FBI and all those other agencies uh, that immediately came to help uh, to capture this guy. 
uh, and, and, and I will also say to you, uh, as I think of the back on that case, I, a special thank you to Kerry Brandenburg. Uh, after this guy was captured and he was brought back, I got a call uh, from Kerry, and she said to me, I want to prosecute this case myself, and I just want to know what you think about that. And, and I said right then, I, I said, absolutely. Um, Carrie Brandenburg is a skilled prosecutor. Uh, and, and we wanted the best of the best. And she did. She had her whole team. But she was one of the leads. And I will tell you, um, uh, the suspect in this case, uh, when, he, when he took the stand, um, Carrie did a, 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 just a magnificent job with him uh, because he didn't really care for her either. But um, so I want to say thanks to the DA's office as well uh, for that case. Um, yeah, it's just a, a, a it was just a, a very difficult time for everyone. Glad that we all were able to come together and work together um, and put this guy behind bars uh, for the rest of his life. And um, that's that's kind of how that case wrapped up. And so, Jimmy, we remember you. We will always remember you. Uh, I, I will tell you one other thing that um, that I do, and then we'll wrap this up, is that uh, Jimmy's badge number was 251. Uh, and I have what's called a sheriff's ring from my time in service. And I, I, have, his, I have his badge number engraved in it. Um, and and I, I, because I, I know uh, I, I won't forget him and, and, and what his service and sacrifice meant to me uh, and, and to our law enforcement community. And I use it as a reminder. One, there's no such thing as a routine traffic stop. And two, that these dedicated brave souls are out there every single day, putting their lives on the line so that we can be safe in our homes. Just like Jimmy did 15 years ago. It was cold. It was blustery. It was snowing. And he was just conducting a traffic stop because that's what he did. And, and and he gave up his life for that. And, and I say this to you as a reminder that every day, every afternoon, evening, and every night, they're out there doing it. We're not perfect, not perfect in any sense of the imagination. Uh, but the level of commitment uh, and dedication to our community is immeasurable. And I'm thankful for Jimmy. Uh, James McGrain, who is the father of Deputy James McGrain, is joining us. Mr. McGrain, thank you so much. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about you today. You uh, thank to... you. I, I want to thank you for remembering Jimmy. Uh, you know, it's very heartwarming to know that people haven't forgot him. And uh, another person that called me this morning was Nate Korn. Uh, he never forgets. And uh, mm -hmm. it's really heartwarming to know that people still remember, and and especially you, uh, I know what you went through. You were there, and uh, it's uh, it really makes us feel good. And Rita and I are doing well. Uh, we got up remembering that today's the 22nd and what happened. And of all things, I had a dentist appointment this morning. So, but everything's going okay. Um, if everything was normal, tomorrow we would have started our training. Would have been our 14th or 15th training. I had to cancel it last year, but I've got it rescheduled, hopefully for September. Let's see what happens. Mr. McGrain, um, because you do, some people, uh, some of the listeners won't know, uh, obviously you called early on 
at, we talked, and you said you wanted to do something uh, to remember uh, Jimmy, and you started, you and Rita started uh, the Officer Survival Fund, uh, and tell the listeners what exactly uh, it is and, 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 and what you've done over the years. Well, the officer training, street survival training, we, we have contracted Caliber Press for 14 years. And uh, they talk about officers on the street, actually what actually happened. They have show videos of officers in shooting events where officers maybe have gotten shot and killed because they did something they shouldn't have done. Uh, it's very moving. Uh, we've had officers come out crying. We have had officers come out thanking us because they said we've done things wrong on the street that we shouldn't have done. And uh, this training has really opened our eyes. And uh, we're happy to do it every year. Uh, it's, it's, we would have had our 14th training last year, and I had to cancel it. And uh, we contract the same contractor every year, and uh, they're very good. And, and they, sometimes they bring different instructors. And it's, uh, it's very moving, and we love doing it. And uh, I don't know how we're ever going to stop it. And, and so everybody knows this isn't like, you know, this isn't like 20 or 30 uh, officers. This is the, like thousands that have been trained. We've had done, we've close to 6,000 officers over the last wow. 13, 14 years. And some of them from northern Arizona, uh, from the Navajo Reservation. We had one guy that brings himself in from California because he doesn't want to... Uh, uh, forget what's going on. He wants to keep up, up to date with what's going on, and and uh, you know it's it's been uh, more uh, I want to say amazing, or I don't know how to say it. Uh, as the years went on, everybody wants to get in. Everybody wants to get to the training. Yeah. Do you have any idea? Uh, obviously, we you know the, the, we can't have the large gatherings, and and as I remember, it's about three hundred people that come to the training each year. Is that right? Uh, we've had close to five hundred. Oh my God! So the, is it for the first first and the second year we probably had two hundred fifty to two seventy five, but yeah. after that it started breaking the doors. We couldn't get. Uh, we had uh, more people than we can find chairs for, and I and. Uh, close to 500 every year yeah and it's it's amazing it's really the officers they make you want to do it to them it's yeah. it's really um, uh, rewarding it is it is amazing it is is there any idea when you think you'll be able to to start it back up again i've got a scheduled day for september 21st and 22nd i just wait and see what happens with everything then see if the fair goes on to see if they're going to have the balloon fiesta, uh, yeah. all that thing comes into play. So uh, yeah. if not, then I'll move it to March of next year, see what happens. Yeah. All I can yeah. do. Yeah. No, well, I, 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 I can tell you, as you said, uh, it is a, it's a powerful, powerful training for some of the most seasoned officers that watch these videos and realize, and again, uh, and you have said this, I've heard you say this, isn't to be critical uh, of the officers in those videos it's it's to learn from some of the mistakes that 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 can be made that's right they learn from somebody who may have gotten killed and yeah. that's what's more moving and we've had jim glennon here 
uh, I want to say, 12 out of 13 years. And he's the, uh, he's the owner of Caliber Press, him yeah. and his wife. And uh, they go all over the country. And uh, I know he's not doing that this year. and He didn't do it last year. He's been doing video training. And, uh, but he's, ve- he's great. And he, we've become great friends. Yeah. Thanks to you. No, uh, uh, Mr. McGrain, the, the also um, now the it, it, you know, and we talked about that, um, obviously, um, you know, this took place in the East Mountains. And now there's a, a tribute uh, to Jimmy, actually, in the East Mountains. Uh, and, and it's 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 amazing. It's uh, it's beautiful. Um, and could you say what that is? Tell everybody what that is. Yeah, it, it's his substation out there where it's combination. Yeah fire department and the police substation and it's a beautiful complex and uh the people drive by it every day and some of them don't even know it's there and when they find out i mean they stop i see so a memorial across the little road from substation for fallen officers and that was dedicated two years ago and uh we unfortunately we haven't been able to get it out there ourselves lately but uh, we're going to get there well, uh, Mr. McGrain, please um, give Rita a hug for me. Uh, I love you both very much. I want you to know that, um, you know, it, it, it was one of the most difficult things any of us had to do. Um, but the one thing that did happen is um, we found you and Rita. For many of us, um, that was so important, and we feel so blessed that 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 we're able to be a part of your life now and we just want you to know we're thinking of you today and that we love you well thank you so much for doing what you do okay and i want to thank kob also for supporting us they've been great thank you thank you mr mcgrain Uh, thank you very very much um bye-bye bye-bye um i'm telling you folks uh this mr and mrs mcgrain uh, are incredible people, amazing people. They have trained, as he said to you now, 6,000 law enforcement officers in street survival through Caliber Press. And he's right. It's difficult to watch. These are videos from dash cams, from lapel cams, uh, in cases officers being killed in the line of duty. And it's there to serve a purpose of uh, you know, making sure the officers realize it's little mistakes that, that can be fatal. But the thing, I'm sorry, the thing that is so special about this is that they took the loss of their son, who they loved dearly, and they turned it, his death into the gift of life. Because for the officers who have gone through that training now, they have saved lives. And there's no greater gift than that. There's no greater gift than that. So thank you, Mr. and Mrs. McGrain. We're thinking of you. We're praying for you. And we love you. 